0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor, and as you guys know, Forte Catholic is a production of Forte Catholic, the nonprofit Catholic organization. Uh, if you enjoy the show and want to support Catholic media, I would ask that you shoot some of your tithing dollars. Over to Forte Catholic just as a thank you for the show. You want to see the show continue. You want to see all the other great Catholic media that we are working with continue. You can do that over at ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Uh, month monthly gifts are really helpful for us. That is how we continue to do everything. But if you can make do if you can do a one-time gift, that would be super super helpful as well. Forte slash donate. Thank you guys so much for all your support. Of the show, I hope you enjoy today's episode. What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Father Anthony Skirappa. We just learned that here recently. There apparently isn't another A in your name, and you are
1: Skirappa, Father Skirappa. How are you? I'm doing all right. So I, I've been at my parish for like two and a half years. I've done five million funerals. And for some reason, the funeral home still got my last name wrong in the obit, which isn't a big deal. There are bigger deals for sure in this situation. But I saw that and I was like, come on, guys. Let's at least spell my name right. But Whatever.
0: A man died. Have you no respect?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know exactly. It's not like a huge deal,
0: but still. Uh- so, uh, speaking of men dying, another man died about three weeks ago. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. you know, he came back to life, though, so he didn't have a yeah, funeral. Yeah, very surprising. do <laughs> well, I, guess, Don't I mean, see that every day. Technically, I guess he did kind of have a funeral because they went and put the little oils on him and stuff. The essential mm-hmm. oils, uh, the Young uh, young Living, they went and put that on yes. him. Uh, yes. the all those New Age Jews who uh, <laughs> <laughs> were all about the essential oils. I mean, it worked. I mean, if we're being honest, <laughs> he <laughs> came back to life. <laughs> so, uh, we started making fun of him, and maybe they were on to something. But so, uh-huh. uh, here's something you have to explain to me, because what no matter what, we're going to talk about what I want to talk about, because that's just how this thing works. <laughs> so but there are a lot of things that I wanted to talk about, like my Easter experience and okay. ranging from the some I think I think just personally some pretty funny insights to some like legitimate questions about things that happened. Uh, like essentially during Holy Week, and mm-hmm. then, uh, and then I know that you and I have just talked off the air in our in our in our secret private life uh, about our you know how just Easter was good for us. So I want to talk about yeah. that. A lot of it I save specifically for you because I have like real questions where I'm like disagreeing with Jesus, and that feels weird. So I want to fix that. I want you to fix my disagreement because anytime I'm disagreeing with Jesus, I know that I'm the person that's wrong. But I'm really Correct. confused by something that he said in the Gospel in Holy Week. But yeah. yeah to make this feel better for the podcast, because now it's like three weeks late from Easter. Yeah. We're still in the Easter season. I know that that lasts 50 days because we rejoice more than we're sad. 50 days of rejoicing, 40 days of sadness. And I mean, to be real though, if, if we're going to do that, we need to prorate it and make it like 380 days since we had 380 days of lead. So, I just thought of that. Uh, that wasn't in my notes. Oh, I'm so smart. Look on the at fly. you. You're on yeah. fire today, Taylor. <laughs> oh, I, I might be on fire in another reason by the end of this. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see
1: if I can, I can pull you out of the fire. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, but we are no longer in the octave of Easter. So explain to me the difference priests between the Easter season and the octave of Easter, because apparently we were like Easter and we were in Easter also in Easter after Easter.
1: Right. Yeah. So um, in the church calendar, there are all kinds of levels of feast days. And so um, the lowest level is a, it's called a ferial day. It's just a weekday in ordinary. We worship fairies. (laughs) We worship fairies at the ferial day. Yeah. Um, and that's just like very low, very normal, everyday stuff. There's no Gloria. There's no Creed. There's no nothing. You just do the readings. Only one uh, reading before the gospel. Okay. Then next you go up optional memorials. So these are saints that are, are I mean, gonna they're going to answer saints. my
0: question sometime in the next 12 minutes?
1: <laughs> this is important because this is the only way to make it make sense, okay? <laughs> okay? So you have optional memorials that are like saints, but they weren't holy enough to get a fancy feast day. So they get a few more prayers and but you don't have to even celebrate them then you have obligatory memorials these are holier saints if you will and you you have to celebrate that feast day then there's a feast day which is higher up then you have a solemnity which is as high as you can go now in the octave that's eight days around the feast that each day is a solemnity so we have two of these one at christmas so it's an eight day octave for christmas and then there's an eight-day octave for Easter. So it's just, you know, even if you have daily mass, there's still a gloria. It's just a higher feast. So it's kind of like an extension of Easter. Then you take a step down, and now we're just in the Easter season. So it's just uh, the, the the tiers of of feast days. That's all it is. Boy, there's a better way to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let people know. Like this is like, give them a little education, Taylor. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Look you're, at, you're I've right. got my suit on. I feel like <laughs> teaching today.
0: Okay, that must be what it is because you never bring that stuff to this show. So I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just surprised. I'm just like, I thought you were just gonna have some quippy answer, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, feeling like a professor today. I'm like, oh, I know. Okay. I mean, you're, it's, you're right. Like no one listening knew that, but we're all bored now. <laughs> so. <laughs> So here, now here's the other thing because the church also celebrates, like they say that every day in, I mean, especially during the Easter season is celebrated as Easter. So then we have the octave and, th- and then it ends and then we have more Sunday. It's just like, I, I feel like we're just forcing the celebrations at this point.
1: <laughs> you know, there's worse things to force. You just, I mean, think of it like there's super Easter, mega Easter, regular Easter. There you go. Speaking of super
0: things to force, you forced your little teaching into it. That was the answer you should have given seven minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All that just to be the excuse for me to talk about the, the random things that I pulled out my phone during Holy Week Mass and took notes. So okay. like I mentioned, like some of this is going to be ser- the only thread tying all these things together. Usually we have like a whole topic for 18 minutes and then we take a yeah. break and then we have a whole other topic. This is just going to be like, I don't know. We might talk about all these thoughts for a minute. We might talk about them for seven and we're just going to keep going until it's over. The thread is just we're still in Easter season, but not Easter tide, and not Super Feast. So, yeah, my first thought that I had, and this was on Good Friday, so not The not mass that we had at Friday. Somebody like yelled at me the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, like the first like mass I went to with my family, like all five of us together since the pandemic was Good Friday. And instead of being like, oh, that's really good. I'm glad y'all are back. they were like, oh, it's not a mass. I'm like, I know that. But like, what do you want me to say? (laughs) I'm trying to tell you a happy story. You're just pooping on it. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) Uh, But here's what I noticed. And I think it's one of those weird things that like it's always strange to me. Whenever I realize something that I have been doing my entire life and mm. never thought about it, so when it comes to the mass, everybody, everybody that's been to a mass knows, Old Testament. Uh, there's like like Sunday or not masses on Fridays. So, uh, yeah. uh, Old Testament reading, Psalm reading, which is also the Old Testament, um, Gospel, or sorry, 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 Second reading, and then the Gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, like, storytelling wise, I never realized how insane that is until Good Friday, not Mass. Yeah. So, if let's just like, I, I've had w- one of my friends, you know him, Jacob, but one of my best friends, it, and he is not Catholic, but he has come to Holy Week celebrations with us before. And he came to Good Friday. So I was just thinking about people who come to Good Friday Mass for the first time, like they're not Catholic or, you know, Catholics who haven't been to Mass in a while, which usually is like Christmas and Easter Catholics. But that's what I've become now because of the pandemic. And I had that realization the other day and I go, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> father was yelling at me the whole time right, yeah. I was—I used to be snobby against those people and I have become them mm-hmm. we're back now we're back now we went to Friday and you Sunday can, you can be Friday. snobby again
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Th-
0: those dummies that don't go to mess for a year <laughs> like I did uh, so storytelling wise it was so clear because it was all about Jesus' death obviously on Good Friday but just think about this story-wise. Take all the theology and seminary that you've gotten, and you're just yeah. sitting there, like you're like you're watching a movie. It's one of those movies where they just like tell it out of order for absolutely no reason. <laughs> they're just yeah. like, uh, and they're like, we know that things are hard now. This is the Old Testament reading. We know things yeah. are hard now, but we're going to send a savior, and he's going to like suffer and die. Like, I mean, it, like pierced for your transgressions. So he's going to be whipped and lashed and all these things. And then we get to the New Testament reading, and it's like, Jesus came and did all of those things. He's your Savior now. Hooray. And just storytelling-wise, I'm like, wait, who's Jesus? Where where did he come? Where did he come from? And then we all stand up for some reason while some lady's singing a song out of key. And then we hear the story of Jesus, and it's like, oh, like all the pieces are there. You just told the story wrong, and I never realized how insane that is.
1: Yeah, it is kind of insane. So normally the second reading is a letter from St. Paul or another letter. And you know since the reform of the uh, readings, that they they all kind of are usually around some kind of theme or at least they try really hard. But it's interesting, uh, in Eastern Catholic churches, they don't even bother with this. They've got Old Testament and New Testament and that's you know kind of the story. And they treat it as, oh, while we're at mass, we got this letter from St. Paul, we're also gonna read that. So it doesn't have anything to do with the actual rest of the day. The history is like, oh, here's here's a random letter from our from our friend Saint Paul. We'll read this too, since we're all here. So they
0: play so, pretend. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. <laughs> well, what is what is what is massive not playing pretend with actual real things happening? You know, there goes your priesthood. <laughs> See, this is why I try not to explain things If I explain them simply. <laughs> then you make fun of me. If I explain them precisely, then you make fun of me some more. So. I just uh, yeah, lay traps, and it doesn't matter which mm-hmm. one you fall in. I got you yeah, either yeah. way. <laughs> also, uh, if you uh, find yourself at a daily Mass in Easter, um, sometimes we don't even have an Old Testament reading except for the Psalms. Uh, they'll actually be reading from the Acts of the Apostles for the first reading. So, Well, I, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but I just started going back to Sunday Masses. So you might want to let off
0: pressing for weekday yeah, Masses. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, your
1: listeners are holier than you, at least some of them are, I would hope. And so they might notice that.
0: There are two that are not, and they know who you are. hmm Okay. Uh, next thought. And, and I promise, I'm, I'm going to let you, like, share thoughts at some point. But right now, you're just reacting to mine because I'm yeah. in charge. Okay. Um, this is my big question. And I prepped you for this while playing video games and gave you a whole week and a half to come up with an answer. And you told me right before we recorded that you didn't look into it. So we're, yep. we're going to see if you can do but be, I, I, I did warn you. I did warn you. I was flabbergasted. And I don't use that word often. <laughs> I was flabbergasted when I noted again something I've heard the story over and over again at least twice a year. I've read the Gospels multiple times uh, because I used to be holy and go to church and stuff. So I never noticed in like the crucifix, like in in the in the arrest story, that Jesus says to I think I believe it's the Pharisees, the the Jewish leaders. Jesus says everything that I have said. I have said in public. So why are you arresting me now? Which is a great defense if you're a lawyer. But like most lawyers, you know, you can kind of twist the truth a little bit to to, to have your side win and get out of the death penalty. Uh, can you think, Father Anthony, of any places that Jesus spoke that wasn't in public? Because he said it was like, oh, everything that I've preached, I've preached in the synagogue or in public spaces. And I'm just mm-hmm. like. I, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Jesus does do some explaining to his apostles, right? That's not necessarily in a public place. He kind of takes them aside and, and explains what he had said. So there is that. I mean, he preached on a boat. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know everything about Judaism, but I don't think a boat can be a synagogue. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's a public place. I mean, come on. So I mean, so I think part of the answer here is that the Gospels aren't a um, newspaper retelling of everything that Jesus said in three years, right? If we were to take all of the words we heard from the gospel, like Jesus could be done in like a day or two with his preaching, but right. he preached for three years. Now, I'll let you in on a secret. When I preach, I don't come up with new stuff all the time, right? Because there's different crowds, different groups, people forget. So, It's very likely that the... No one listens anyway. (laughs) No one listens anyway, right? So, might as well just repeat myself. So, the the gospel writers, they're taking, like, these are the things that he taught, and we'll put it in a format that's easy to read and understand and move along. So, you know, if he preaches something on a boat, he probably preached the same thing in a synagogue. Because, of course, he did. It just makes sense, because he went from synagogue to synagogue. We do see that in the gospels. And, yeah, one time he did it on the boat, he said the same thing. So, everything he said has been said at least once in public. And then I think that makes sense. And then also, if you don't uh, explain stuff, you're not changing the content of what you said. You're just explaining it. So there you go. There's my legal defense of Jesus Christ. You're a better lawyer
0: defending Jesus than Jesus was. Because all he did to defend himself was with the Pharisees, he lied and said that everything was in public. <laughs> Whenever he he was like, oh, uh, I only speak in the synagogue. When his most famous sermon was on a mount, it <laughs> was on a mountain, right. and and like like you were saying, like you're you're trying, you're doing great. The other thing okay. Jesus did to defend himself was literally say nothing, which is the worst defense you could do. Like he just pled the fifth over and over again, and they were just like, all right, I guess we have to kill you now. But like <laughs> we, we, he's like the parables. Everybody thinks I, I've heard so many people in our modern time be like oh, Jesus spoke in parables so that people could understand him easier because they all understood farming and goats and sheep. But Jesus says the exact opposite. He says, I'm speaking in parables so that they don't understand and I'll explain it to you, apostles, later. So It was just so weird. I'm just like, how... How? How is this all true?
1: <laughs> well, can, can I comment on that for a second, too? Because this is why I, I like par- One, the parables, I mean, they're definitely memorable, right? The images are memorable. But a parable requires you to engage with the parable. You have to think about it. You have to pray about it. You talk to other people about it. So if you actually want the truth of that, you have to involve yourself in the process. Now, if people just want to show up and we just want to hear fancy words from Jesus and we treat him like a spectacle then you don't deserve the actual message because you're not there for it. So parables are a way of of actually preaching the message, but also if you're just there for a show, you don't get it. So it's like the pearls before swine kind of thing. Like, these people aren't genuine, okay? I guess it I'm a pig that- now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pig who's called Jesus a liar. For the record, for all the Vatican spies listening to every Catholic podcast, I do not believe, I, Father Anthony Raphael Sharapa, do not believe that Jesus was a liar. Make that very clear, okay? Uh, ski rocket. Okay. It's ski rocket. Yeah, ski raba. okay. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's, that's, I think, and also because the parables, if you're engaging with them prayerfully, it brings you into relationship with Jesus Christ as well. It's not just simply reading words off a page. You're actually talking with Christ about them. So He models that for the disciples by explaining stuff to them. We can do the same sort of thing by praying, talking to people about the parables. So, I think parables are neat. You think? Well, good. What? What a what a just a sweeping, wonderful thing for you to say. And yeah.
0: I, I I do have these questions, yeah. but you've been Jesus's lawyer. Yeah. Which means that I have been playing what role? <laughs> the devil's you. there you go you figured it out <laughs> okay i've got another one for you okay another thing that i never realized cuz like all in like the crucifixion story uh like you know i i keep wanting to say life death and resurrection i don't we're not caring about the life right now we're talking about Just the, death. the the arrest the it's death Easter, and all those let's talk about the death right <laughs> so uh, jesus prepared his wardrobe to fulfill a prophecy so all of this entire story he's fulfilling prophecies and they're like oh yes yeah, see he was pierced for our transgressions and he was lashed, he was whipped." and they're like you just over and every other every other sentence just like and he fulfilled this prophecy he fulfilled this prophecy i never noticed the ones and again it's a story i've heard a thousand times and you know they're casting lots for for his garment and they don't rip it apart because it's one full garment and I've heard that, I've known that as trivia fact. I've thought about it, and I've even prayed about it. But I guess being gone for for church for a month, maybe look at it in a different way. Where I'm just like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Like Jesus is human, but he's he's also God, right? But he so he knew that his time was coming soon. He didn't, you know. He said nobody knew the hour, but like when Judas leaves dinner, like he you kind of start knowing, like something's about to go down. Yeah. So. Jesus did either one of two things to fulfill this prophecy that that his garments would not be ripped, right? Yeah. Uh, He did one of two things. Either for the entire three years of his public ministry, he only wore, like, one piece, like, coverings, cloths or whatever, right? Yeah. Not multiple pieces. Or— He saw Judas leave dinner and be like, I got to go change real quick. Like he did a wardrobe change in order to fulfill the prophecy.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah. So uh, there's a few things here. One, the the seamless garment. The reason why that's important is because that's what a priest would wear. So Jesus is priest, prophet, and king. He wears a seamless garment. Um, If I had to guess, that's probably what he wore all the time. Maybe he had an outfit, like a, a few. Like I got a few black clerical shirts. I don't have just the one. Though if I were to just wear one, most people wouldn't notice. Uh, so there's that. But yeah, and also you know, your point is is important as well. Like Jesus is aware of the Father's will, but he's always waiting moment to moment for when his hour is going to come. Like, and you see this, you see this. Um, when at the wedding feast of Cana, Mary says, Hey, they've got no wine. And then Jesus is like, But it's not my hour to like start my ministry. But then he's like, Oh now it is I guess yeah. and then he jumps into it like there's like a, a waiting and that's the part of the obedience of Christ so he he definitely knows his overall mission but you know he goes out to the desert because that's the spirit told him to go out in the desert so he's going oh these are the people I'm supposed to call to be my apostles he's waiting from moment to moment so I imagine maybe he had two or three outfits he's a poor guy you know doesn't got a house or anything. Started Patreon. The... <laughs> yeah, not Patreon. You know, some nice, some nice. Maybe his mom saved up some money to get him a few seamless garments, and uh, that's what he wore all the time. Well, that's, I think it's—I mean—that's my guess. I—I
0: I just love. You're probably right, but I just love the idea of like a wardrobe change. Like he's just like, like oh, oh. channeling Lady Gaga. Like I gotta go. I gotta go hide and yeah. change. And Come back, and it's gonna be glorious.
1: Yeah, like Judas is looking kind of sketchy at dinner, and he's like, "Uh oh, right. here we go. You take this morsel, Judas." You guys hang on for a second. <laughs> I'll go change. John, now. stop laying
0: on me. I have to go change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this, I think it concludes the silly ones. I might have another another silly one or two. But when we come back, Father Anthony is going to share how his Easter experience was, and I'm going to share more of the like actual spiritual insights that I have, not just these random questions that I thought of that made me chuckle during Holy Week. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you are a single Catholic and not on Catholic Match yet, then I don't know what's going on. I love my marriage. I love my kids. And this can be a hard time to find that. I'm got i just lucky. I found it 10 years ago, and I tricked the woman into marrying me. But it can be hard to find people now with the pandemic and things being closed down and all the normal places you meet people like, you know, bars and churches and, uh, the Quidditch Pitch. All these places are closed because of coronavirus. So if you want to find someone who is Catholic where you can find a lovely marriage or just, you know, have a fun date, whatever. Go to CatholicMatch.com Forte to sign up today for free. You lose nothing and it could be good for you. So take one step closer to finding that Catholic love story that God wants for you at CatholicMatch.com Forte. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Father Anthony Eugene Sharapa. Uh, Father Anthony, we've been talking about the Easter season that we are still in, and we're still celebrating because we're Catholics, and we'll do anything that we can to still celebrate things uh, and not feel bad about ourselves because that's the rest of the year. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I-, I promised that I would let you share about your Easter instead of just reacting to my dumb thoughts that I had during Easter not masses or Holy Week not masses. So, uh, how was your Easter, friend?
1: It was nice. So we've got, um, as people might remember, my parish used to be seven parishes. Now it's one. Uh, We're using three church buildings right now, and because of the amount of people, we have doubles of everything. So we had two Holy Thursdays, two Good Fridays, two Easter vigils. The way that worked this year is that I got to do each one of them, you know, by myself. So that was nice, and things went well. I was happy with all the liturgies. So Easter vigil starts. Starts off okay. We got the fire and everything. We've got this guy who's decided to be the MC. Uh, he's never done the MC thing before wasn't doing a great job and there's like at the beginning you know when you light all the little candles when the big easter egg goes in yeah, yeah, yeah. it was going real slow i'm getting a little bit irritated getting a little bit cranky and then that, that's the, the most hits. real thing that's ever happened like the light of christ is spreading it's just taking a long time do it's, <laughs> it's we speed it up here you know i've been waiting a long time okay so but then they do the Gloria, and they're ringing the bells the entire time. It's it's chaos, and I love it. At the very end, everything signs down for a moment, and there's one little kid that just goes, Whoa! <laughs> and it just, like, echo <laughs> through the church. And that was the moment Easter started for me. I stopped being cranky. I was just happy. It was great. I was happy with all my homilies and stuff. And something about just this last year lasting forever, I knew I was getting my second... Um, a uh, vaccine shot Wednesday. I mean, uh, Monday after Easter. I it felt very Easter-y to me, and it just made me happy. I was a happy, happy priest. <laughs> That's good.
0: That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like I I mine was really similar. I think I shared a little bit of, of this, uh, like in our actual, you know, right after Easter episode. But like, mm-hmm. it just felt like the year-long Lent ended. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm back. Like, I'm just back to going to mass and praying and being a good. Or trying to be a good little Catholic boy and you know I'm about 50 50 of being a bad Catholic and a good Catholic which is back to normal so I mean like we're getting yeah. that's a huge progress from where we've been okay well you had your chance and it's it's my turn now again so okay uh the the priest we got a new priest at our, at our parish because of reasons that we shared about <laughs> on the show a few weeks ago so uh he was talking about you know this title again. The theme for me is just things that I've heard over and over and over again, but I just never saw in a certain light. And this one isn't a weird one because it wasn't my thought. It was the priest's It was the priest's thought. But all right, like you're talk- like thinking about Jesus being the final sacrifice. That like for years and years and years, the Jewish people, God's people in the Old Testament, sacrificed animals, like sacrificed lambs to God. And I just never connected before the priest said this that. We like God gave us lambs and we sacrificed them to Him. And then He gave us His lamb, the Lamb of God, Jesus, to be sacrificed to Him. And it's like I knew that it was like the sacrifice to end all sacrifices, but I didn't realize that it was just like lambs the whole time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) that was really cool. I mean, there's a few others, but lambs were a big one, yes. (laughs) So
0: uh, then then came the silly thought right after. (laughs) Okay. All (laughs) right. The miracle of God sending his lamb to be slaughtered for us and the miracle of the resurrection happened the Mm -hmm. same week that we got our Biden bucks. So two miracles in one week. (laughs) 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 Jesus came back to life. My bank account Mm -hmm. got resuscitated to life. So, I mean, it was just a really good week overall that's beautiful it is um another thing like i I don't have to keep prefacing this because it's just things that i've heard a thousand times before and never saw them this way so you and i talked about this the other day about like the angels sitting on the rock after the resurrection Mm -hmm. what was your Mm -hmm. thought about that
1: (laughs) well i just think it's just very silly so like you've got the stones rolled away in the one ring there's like lightning and thunder and everything and this is uh, angelic beating and after all this big entrance he just, he just pops a squat she goes, Boop, <laughs> on top of the just just chilling there check it out so- and I always imagined like the angel like kicking his feet he's on top of the stone and just kind of kicking his feet just chilling it's almost kind of funny I don't know I just find the image very funny
0: and then he's like who are you looking for like
1: uh, th- uh what do you think <laughs> yeah you're an angel he's you should know what's what going on what you looking
0: for <laughs> um, but with, so, so the part that I never noticed was that Mary Magdalene uh, when she's going to what she finds is the empty tomb. Mm-hmm. she says like she says something to the effect of like I'm looking for my Lord or where is my Lord? I forget mm-hmm. the exact phrasing, but she says, Lord, like current Lord, like where is the Lord that died or where is my previous mm-hmm. Lord? like she says when she thinks he is dead, where is my Lord? And like the Ooh. fact that she still called him her Lord, after he died, it just like blew my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, like that's huge it's a huge step of faith for her.
1: Yeah, you know what actually, that's really good. I'm glad you pointed that out because i I kind of preach now I feel like I did it a little bit inaccurately that you know, we can kind of assume that basically everyone lost hope except for Mary. And Mary must have been very confused about the hope that she had, right. right. So she knows that her son is, you know, who he is. She knows he's gonna bring salvation. But it's like well how's he gonna do it now that he's dead and that like holding on to a hope because you know who jesus is you just don't know how he's going to do it i think that's the one of the deepest mysteries and biggest frustrations for christians it's like we know who god is we know what he's gonna do but like how the heck is he gonna do it when it seems impossible and i think yes that's you know you you see her faith in that moment it's really beautiful
0: okay i didn't know why it stuck out to me but you just explained to me why it stuck out to me it's because i feel like that and i want that hope <laughs> yeah exactly it's like, yeah. i mean it's still there like i'm still trying there's a glimmer of hope but i am more like the people that were contrast with her because uh, on mm-hmm. the next week we heard the emmaus story where mm-hmm. like jesus dies and they just bounce they're like okay i guess it's done now like that was cool you know how for <laughs> however long we were there and yeah. They, they just couldn't they couldn't even recognize Jesus like they had given up on him so much they weren't calling him Lord anymore they're like haven't you heard like the dude died like he was kind of a big deal you know yeah. um so just like contrasting those two people of like I think for a long time there's this glimmer of hope that I've wanted. And it's still there. I mean, I didn't ever never left or anything, but it's like, I was much more like the Emmaus people. Like, I guess it's over Mm now, you know, (laughs) like, and and I want to be more like Mary Magdalene and be like, "Uh, where, where is my Lord? I I just watched him be murdered yesterday. I'm real confused about what's going on. I'm not sure why all this bad stuff is happening, but he's still my Lord. And I don't know. That just inspired me. Yeah. The other, now silly thought about road to Emmaus. Got to keep it balanced. (laughs) (laughs) Ch- <laughs> Jesus showed up to yeah. like the most important people: Mary Magdalene, uh, his mom, yeah. John the Baptist—or not John the Baptist—he's been dead for a while. <laughs> he went and found him when he went down to go bring him to. So I guess yeah, good say, Saturday, but, yeah. Uh, John, yeah. John the fast one. Uh, but <laughs> so it's all these important people, and then it's these two unnamed randos on the way to Emmaus, and I'm just—it just finally hit me. That Jesus went to find two randos who were walking away confused on the day he rose from the dead. Like, this Mm -hmm. dude's exhausted. He's been in hell for three days, defeated Satan, brought hundreds and thousands of people, if not more, up to heaven. They've been waiting for years. And he's just like, you know what? Tim and John, John boy over here. They really need to hear, uh, you know, we need to go through like a, a, a what did we say earlier? A per- Playing pretend mass, where I yeah. <laughs> where I reveal the scriptures to them, and then reveal myself in the breaking of the bread. It blew me away that he just went after these two randos.
1: Yeah, and if you remember, like, he also says that he appeared to 500 other people later in. Maybe is that actually the apostles? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't been yeah. to daily mass recently. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, like, we get that snapshot, and he must have done that to, like, a lot of people. And that's just cool. They're like, "Oh, these are my friends too. You guys seem sad. Let's talk about me and how great I am." Uh, and people are like, "Yeah, this is awesome." So uh, yeah, so there are in Jesus' eyes, there are no randos. Oh, that was sappy, and I hated it. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was kind of along <laughs> the same point I was trying to make of like, it's look, true. even if
0: like. None of us feel like. If you feel like you're the Mary Magdalene or John or John or Peter in the church, you're deluded. You, you and I are all randos. And he just still cares (laughs) about you too. Like he's not just gonna. When he comes back, it's not just like he's gonna appear to Pope Francis. Like he's gonna come say hi to us too. You know, like, like sup? (laughs) It's you're either coming with me or eternal damnation. But sup, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um. The last thing that was weird about, like, the continuation of Easter season is, like, Catholics are really good at this memento mori thing. Remembering your death, and Jesus died for us, and you're a piece of scum, and you should do better, and God loves you anyway. But it is really – so, like, because of that, we always have the crucifix in our churches. Not a cross, like our Protestant friends. We have a crucifix, like Jesus on the cross. Mm -hmm. And here we are, like, saying, he's risen, he's not on the cross no more. But in our churches he's he's right there hanging on the cross. And I'm just like, it's really hard to celebrate when there's kind of this bummer up on the wall. <laughs> Christ on the cross is really killing the vibe right now. Right? I mean, it would be like going to somebody's graduation party who flunked their finals and it is not graduating. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) It's like, we already paid for the celebration. We might as well keep the bouncy castle.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So there's definitely um, just some practical. uh, You're just not going to remove those big old crosses from all the churches, right? Um, But you think about whenever you see uh, statues or paintings of, like, the martyrs, um, they're always uh, holding whatever killed them. Or, like, St. Andrew, who was skinned. Was it Andrew? Bartholomew? One of them was skinned. He's holding his, his skinned skin in his hand. I'm glad that's or, not uh, my church. <laughs> yeah, well, but this is what the image you would see. Or St. Paul's holding a sword. He got his head chopped off with the sword. It becomes what was used to kill you or to destroy you or seemingly destroy Christ is actually what's used to conquer. So in a certain sense, us celebrating Christ on the cross is a mockery of sin and death. It's... It's this, like, reversal um, of what has happened. Um, You know, (laughs) this might be stupid. This might be stupid. I've got a stupid thing, too, so you keep going. (laughs) Okay. When you're watching, like, superhero movies or, like, anime stuff, if you want to show a guy's really tough, you first don't show him beating people up. You show other people trying to beat him up and him being just on face. So he gets punched in the face and just doesn't move, right? That's kind of like Christ on the Cross, It's like the devil threw his biggest punch, and he's like, it's it's cool. It doesn't bother me. So that's why we still have the cross up there, because now it's that image for us.
0: So what you just told me, whether you meant to or not, that the only reason, the only way that the crucifix can be involved in my Easter celebration at this Sunday's Mass is Mm -hmm. to, when I see it, and walk in, and audibly go, stupid Satan. (laughs) And then the crucifix is part of the celebration.
1: Yeah. That's not the worst idea you've ever had, Taylor. I'd be okay with that.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll see what my new pastor thinks about that. Okay. <laughs> who doesn't know who I am. That's, it is really weird for the pastor of my church to not know who I am because I've always worked for the churches around here. And he's he, he came in right after I quit. So it's just yeah, really strange. Um, the last thing, the last thing uh, in regards to Easter was that, like, just the realization that Jesus wasn't feeling it on the cross. Like, you know, we always, like, every time I've thought about Jesus, like, that dude is in perfect harmony with the Father. Like, he always feels connected to the Father. Like, yeah. the, the thing that I've felt for eight minutes total in my life, like, he gets all the time. And the fact that, like, you know, we hear all every year, the Garden of Gethsemane, like, you know, let this cup pass. Like, he didn't really want it to happen, but he didn't feel it. And it actually felt pretty bad. I was actually, like, thinking about, like, I, I can't watch, like, ER and, like, hospital shows. Because I feel every time somebody's getting sliced, I'm like, if they're slicing out the forearm, my forearm's like, ow, ow, (laughs) ow. Well, not my forearm. That's my mouth. But you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, So, like, I was just... Thinking about the crucifixion and like, I, I, like, like, I, you know, my, my hands started hurting, my feet started hurting, my, you know, I started not being able to breathe. But that was just because of my mask, not because of his mm. asphyxiation. But I, I thought you said because of your of your mass. Because of my mean. mass, yes. <laughs> I am a massive person in mass. Um, but like the fact that he wasn't feeling like that, he chose love, you know. And I thought every every other year, the thought that I had was, like, Jesus could have just, like, pulled a magic and just popped off the cross just to prove it to him and then gone back up to, like, you know, do what he was supposed to. But, like, he chose to do it, even with the knowledge. Like, the humiliation of it really hit me. That, like, he created every single thing that was used to kill him. Like, he, he created the body that Jesus used. He created, like, I I always thought about, like, the people. You know, like, he yeah. created me and you who are sinners. He created Herod. He created Pontius Pilate. He created all the all the, the Jewish leaders. He created all those people that were there. Everybody has, has fault in this, right? He yeah. created all that, but he also created the nails that were in his hands. He created the thorns that were stuck into his head. He created the lance that pierced his side. Like he created all of that. And, like, I was thinking about it because, like, uh, So Will I, this this song by Hillsong that I listened to, the Osby Berry version, who's tremendous. And he's like, uh, um, on a hill he created, the light of the world was cast into darkness to die. So, like, he is light, and, he di- and he's died in darkness. Like, he he is the creator of all this stuff, and he was just like, I'm going to let you use all the stuff that I created, including your free will. I'm going to let you use everything to humiliate and kill me and he wasn't feeling it at the time he didn't want to do it but he chose to do it and it's insane how much that guy loves us whatever words being so stupid <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah uh first of all thank you because i'm going to steal that imagery for my preaching in the future so that's <laughs> Good. uh i'll use it over and over again and people have taylor to thank for that that's great um and yeah, but will you yeah, only I say also, it in
0: public, or will you also
1: share it? In private I will places? never give you. I will never give you credit. No, no, for no. It. I was asking
0: about Jesus. Like, okay. I was asking about Jesus. Like, will you public places, private places? It's okay. It was eighteen minutes ago. Right. Okay.
1: <laughs> Call, callbacks are important. Okay, so, uh, but also important to remember that it wasn't just that he felt all that pain. Is that Jesus, while he was still connected with the Father, he felt separation from the Father, so. Taylor, in the darkest night of the darkest day of COVID, Christ really felt that. And I think that's probably the the worst pain we ever do feel, especially as Christians, is that, like, I know all this good stuff about God. Then where the heck is he? That's why, you know, Christ, he says, oh, God, oh, God, why have you forsaken me? Sometimes people say, well, that that psalm, it ends in hope. True. But he didn't quote the hopeful part. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He quote what he felt at <laughs> right. the time. Right. <laughs> he knew it was going to happen. He was scared to death of it. But he did this all willingly. No one made him do it. And so when people say, oh, but I did a really bad, embarrassing sin. It's like, well, get over yourself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Je- it, what? <laughs> Jesus knows all of this. Right. Deeply. And he could have chosen not to do it. You know, he could have said, like, I'm going to die on the cross for everybody except you. That's not (laughs) what he said. (laughs) He's doing it for everybody. So it is a good reminder. And that's one of the reasons why it's really important to have that image of the cross in our church, even at Easter, because it reminds us about how amazing the resurrection is. That Christ went through all of this so that we could rise with him. Stupid Stupid Satan. (laughs) Exactly.
0: All right. That ends all of my Easter thoughts. I will share no other Easter thoughts. But – Something else happened that I haven't shared, and I've been waiting uh, almost a month specifically to talk about it with you. Uh, (laughs) My son had his first confession, and it was hilarious. Uh, We called you after, and something strange happened with me. So, uh, All during that same time. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. (laughs) Can a Catholic believe in evolution and the Genesis creation stories? What does the church teach us about global warming and stewardship of the Earth's natural resources? What about Catholic couples who are experiencing infertility? What options do they have? So many questions and they can all be answered by my friend Katie Perez-John McGrady and her team over at AVE Explores. Their new series is on faith and science, where those two meet. They're going to have deep conversations about how faith and science work together to reveal the truth. You will learn from Catholic scientists and experts from a variety of fields, including bioethics. I don't even know what that means, so I'm going to have to tune in to figure it out. Astronomy, climate science, and more. Head over to the AVE Explores podcast to listen and subscribe today. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is still Father Anthony Scaramucci Sharapa. And we've been talking about Easter, but we're going to talk about something a little different right now. My son, just our date, we just celebrated his birthday at the old Chuck E. Cheese. It was a grand old time. We really, Great classic. Yeah, yeah, we really did. We really enjoyed it. Um, but he also had another uh, more important thing happen. He, ha- he had his first confession, his first reconciliation, because he's receiving his first communion in. A matter of time. I don't know. That's my, my, my wife knows. <laughs> Sometime this summer, probably. <laughs> no, I mean, it's in like two weeks or something. I don't okay, know. Yeah. It's very soon. Uh, or Mother's Day, whenever that is. So Mother that, that weekend. So he had to go to his first confession. And so I'm coming from track practice. And so I'm getting there like a few minutes late. Wife and kids get there. There's all like an entire, the entire second grade Catholic population in Bryant, Texas is there and they decided to and they're like hey the kids should go and both parents should go like if you're catholic and haven't been in a while like you should model for your kids like the parents should go first and then yeah. and which is a great idea unless you only have two priests there for all the catholics in Brian. so i was yeah. i was frustrated a little bit
1: with that we we never do that. We're like, we're doing the kids first. They have to go. If there's time, then you can go. Right, exactly. That's how <laughs> it should have been done.
0: And they were like and it opens up to like the whole parish. Like it was like you know, like the parish penance service, which every parish in Lent does, and you know, yeah. eight priests sign up to come. Uh well like four did. I was I was so upset. And like most of my sins were being angry at local priests and then they didn't show up and I just <laughs> gathered more sins in the two hours that it took me to go to confession. <laughs> Good thing I had good thing confession is what ended that cuz I was real frustrated. Um mm-hmm. but before we get to his confession, there's another little thread going through all of this. I walk in and while I'm frustrated, this was like before all the good times like Taylor's back to being a good Catholic boy. I'm still real frustrated with everything. It's still less yeah. so it's not going well. And one of my dear friends, I love him to death, uh he is the new uh, director of religious education at the Paris. We work out a lot together. We've known each other for a decade. Great guy. He's like, hey, do you want to pray with this relic while you wait? Like, he knew it was going to be a long a long wait. And he was, uh, he was like, sure. So he handed me this relic. Before we go any further in the story, why don't you – and I'm, I'm I, because of how this show started, I'm scared to ask you to explain relics because it might take us 18 minutes and bore us all and then we'll be done – but what is a relic? Like my Jacob, my, my my best friend that I talked about earlier is not Catholic, and he he heard a Catholic talk about relics the other day, and he's like,
1: "What is this?" You know? So yeah. what's a relic? Which is a fair reaction. So a relic most commonly is a piece of a uh, a piece of the body of a dead saint, usually a piece of bone or a piece of hair or something that's been saved, and we reverence. Uh, their death in Christ, and we pray with it. And uh, if you pray with it with faith, you know, that's that's some good stuff. Also, if that um, piece of bone or whatever touches a piece of cloth, then you have uh, a different kind of relic. If it was something the saint owned, you have a different kind of relic. So it's something very close to the saint. But normally, when we think of relics, we think of the bones of the saints, basically.
0: Right. Okay. So I I have, like, seen, like, like... – some of these saints that are like incorruptible saints so like their body isn't decaying and they've been dead for a really long time. Like they travel around the country. I mean, they don't, they're not walking. Somebody takes them, you know? And like, like I, I've prayed with, <laughs> that'd be very impressive. Right. <laughs> they've been dead for a while. They're incorruptible. They're walking. They just don't have consciousness. It's very confusing, but like, I've prayed with relics before and it's like bodies of saints or like you go to some churches, especially like, I've gone to some churches that are like specifically for pilgrimages. I mean, I guess they're specifically for celebrating mass, but you know, they're yeah. like a pilgrimage destination. And so there've been relics of like really cool saints. But so he, he gave me this relic. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great actually. Like I'm not, my spiritual life isn't good. It'd actually be really good to, to pray with this relic. And you said, the most important thing that you said in your explanation was if you pray with this with faith and yeah. this is where it got difficult. I did pray with this relic. Mm -hmm. But I was also really confused with this relic because he said it was a relic of St. Michael, which is the parish I grew up in. I pray the St. Michael prayer every single day. You would think this would make sense, except it doesn't because St. Michael was never a person. He's always been an archangel. So, how, like, like, what was it, a feather? Like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> he, he said, this is a relic of St. Michael. And I go,
1: I don't believe you. <laughs> he has no body. Right? This makes no sense. I don't understand. So, I do know of a story. It was, this is from when I, like, I, people think I'm an Italian priest. Um, I have a friend who's... Like a P- much P- more Italian American think priest, that? Than I did. like you're not, do Are you saying you're not? My middle name, my middle name is Scaramucci. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> this guy, he's he's a super Guido priest. I'm allowed to say that. That's my people's word. So, uh, he told me this story of some place in Italy where Saint Michael appears, and he sat on a rock, and so pieces of that rock are now relics? Question mark. And I'm the kind of guy. The crazier story you tell me about Catholicism, the more I believe it. So I'm like, heck yeah! <laughs> Saint Michael sat on a rock. Give me some of that rock. I'll pray with it, no problem. The weirder the story, the more into it I am. So I assume it was something like that. I don't know.
0: I mean, that like weird stories, like a a God becoming a man and then dying and rising again. Like that's that's the craziest of stories. So yeah. like we as Catholics believe in crazy stories, but we talked. You actually brought up an angel sitting on a rock earlier just don't think that incorporeal beings – I think I said that incorrect – but beings that don't have, like, matter. Like, it's just (laughs) – No, you you said that right. You're good. You can't (laughs) sit. Like, you can't sit on something. Like, you you can make it look like you're sitting on a rock and twinkling your toes waiting for Mary Magdalene to arrive, but you can't touch things. (laughs) Like, I I don't understand. Like – because the relics are like either their bones or body, which definitely that wasn't it. But that's what everybody on the internet was saying when I was going ballistic about this because they were like, oh, it's a rock that he touched. I'm like, no, he did it. <laughs> I uh,
1: I will say I, I I respect your opinion on this. I, I genuinely <laughs> do because it is insane. Um, the, I mean, the, the story is insane. I'm trying to find some sort of theological way to justify it. And I'm sure somebody has done this before, but I'm thinking about like, Okay, the burning bush, that was God appearing, but we also believe that's like an angel. Uh, God kind of appears in a sense through angels. (laughs) Do you think the angel was just... Ah!
0: (laughs) Why did you give me this job, Lord?
1: (laughs) Uh, most like can you please calm down i'm trying to hear god Ah!" i'm on fire (laughs) oh i forgot what i was gonna say that was beautiful (laughs) Uh, that was the best thing you've ever done
0: (laughs) it was a great visual it really was a great visual (laughs) so here here's where i'm at i'm back in the church holding the saint michael relic for two hours and i'm just like what what's I, again, just something that Taylor doesn't understand. That apparent, like either I'm right and everybody's crazy, or they're right and I just don't understand. But either way, I have two options: do I pray with this relic, or do I not pray with this relic? And I'm just gonna be honest: if I wasn't holding this relic, that probably wasn't real. I probably wouldn't have prayed as fervently as I did. So, mm. like, I, I would have just sat there and played on my phone, but he gave me a relic. He's like, here, you can pray while you're waiting. I'm like, I didn't think of that option. You know, I just <laughs> I just thought I was going to be here angry for two hours and play Clash of Clans on my phone.
1: What is this, a church? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> praying?
0: Weird. Well, I mean, it's just so weird, like, working in a church. I've been in a church for, like, eight hours a day. I'm not praying
1: for eight hours, you know. Yeah, so, no, I know that but, feeling. You can yeah.
0: So anyway, I struck. I I fought through it, and I ended up praying with it. But every five minutes, it was just like, "Am I doing this right?" <laughs> I think this is strange. But okay, we've got to get to my to my son's my son's first con- confession before before we end the show. So he has been tri- like he goes to Catholic school. They did all the prep like in class, like with with his classmates. So like we weren't really involved in the in the prep at all. So I'm just like, like, do you know what you're doing? And he's like, yep. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, the prayers, the contrition. he said it. Like, he- I was like, you-, you know, priest says this, you say this. Cause like I've shared my first confession story where I didn't say any sins in my first confession because the priest just asked me how I was doing. We talked about baseball. He asked if, if anything was bothering me, I said, no, he absolved me of my sins. And then I went along my way. Cause my sins didn't bother me. I've shared that story ad nauseum. We've, we've got another great, first confession story uh, okay. i have passed it on to my son so he goes in and he comes out like a minute a minute later i'm not even through my conversation asking kevin what the heck this this michael relic is and yeah. he comes back out and i'm just like how was it and he was like it was great i was like how do you feel He's like i feel good like I, it was really he's, he's like just beaming and really happy and proud of himself yeah. i'm like that's awesome so we go back in the church, like uh we we all three go do our penance, because I went and then my wife went and then he went. So all three of us we waited for him. We wanted to be there when he came out. We all went and did our penance, and then we get in the car, and I'm and we call you, and he he gets to tell you know his favorite priest that he went to confession. Uh, and he showed and me he tra- a Pokemon, I think. <laughs> <Or> was that, <laughs> yeah, <for his> <laughs> that was his birthday, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> tell Father Anthony hi. This is Pikachu. I'm like, what, what you <laughs> so so uh then I started asking him more questions. I was like, did you, like, how did it go? Like, did, was the priest nice to you? And he was like, yes, the priest was very nice. I was like, did, did you, did you mess anything up? Did you, did you, did, did you, do, do you, do you feel like you were okay? Like, were you uh, nervous at all? He's like, no. He's like, there was one time that I, that I messed up and the priest like helped me. And I'm just guessing He'd probably the act of contrition. Right. I'm like, Oh, that's great. Because like this priest he was like, I don't, I don't know, maybe he, he could be really nice or he could, you know, snap at him. So I was just really glad to hear that it went really well. The thing, though, is this priest is from another country. We'll just put it that way. So he's very difficult to understand for like you and I. So mm-hmm. never, never, nevertheless, an, eighth, uh, an eight-year-old who barely knows English. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we started like going through it, like all the parts, and 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 I was like, "What well, did he say anything to you? Like encouragement, or did he tell you your penance?" And he's like, "Well, I couldn't understand him, so I just said yes to everything," <laughs> <laughs> which made me realize that that's why he needed help with the act ad- of contrition, because he had the act ad- of contrition memorized, and the priest probably said in a very thick accent, "Can you say your act ad- of contrition?" And Chris just goes, "Yes," and sat there for a while. <laughs> So the priest helped him. So the priest gave him advice, probably, and encouraged him. And Chris just goes, yes, yes, yep. So he is prepared for a life of Catholicism, just saying yes to the priest and moving on with his life.
1: It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it so much.
0: Yeah. It made me really happy. I'm really excited yeah. for his his first communion. But I just think it's so great that both of us have odd first communion stories. Our mm-hmm. first uh, first confession story
1: it is that's it's good. It's a good family tradition I guess uh. yeah for, for sure. <laughs> Meanwhile, the
0: ladies on on in our family are all are all doing great. so anyway, that's our show for today. That's great. I had a lot of fun. Any final thoughts on 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 Easter and encouragement for people as we continue this Easter season other than making fun of Satan when you walk in and see a crucifix
1: Yeah, just it's sometimes Catholics are, are weird about this, but it's okay to be happy. So if you feel like no, I should be sad because I'm Catholic, like no, you you're allowed to be happy. It's okay, (laughs) and even if you sin, there's another thing. If you sin during Easter, you can still go to confession and still experience Easter joy. It's okay. All right. So that, that's my advice, because sometimes Catholics get weird about Easter.
0: I don't know. I don't think I'm going again, because I waited for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's our show for today. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Father Anthony Scaramucci-Sharappa. He doesn't exist on the internet anywhere except for here on Forte Catholic currently. Uh, I am Taylor Schroll. You can follow on social media to connect with us throughout the week. At Taylor Schroll on Twitter and Instagram. At Forte Catholic also on Twitter and LinkedIn now. If you're a business person and got this far into this dub show connect with us over on LinkedIn Uh, whether you are listening on the podcast uh, you you can subscribe and give it a five star rating and I will love you forever like I, I we need more there's a lot more of you listening than are leaving reviews. Uh, so if you if you have some Catholic guilt and you need to get rid of it, either go to Confession and wait in line for two hours or take 12 seconds and write a five-star review or subscribe over on uh, YouTube.com slash catholic I love me. I love you. Jesus Christ is my favorite Jew. I'll be back next week. Say it.
1: Uh, Well done, sir. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you guys so much for watching and listening today. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on the podcast, Uh, also hit the subscribe button, whether you're watching on YouTube or not over at youtube.com slash Forte Catholic, not only do we have full length shows over there where you can see us all react live with our silly little faces, but there's also talks and music and so much more over on the channel, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. Subscribe today. Share this episode with somebody that you think will enjoy it. I love you. And
1: I hope that you have a fantastic week. Bye.